Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast, the official podcast of Pineland, broadcasting to you from an undisclosed location deep inside Pineland, where we discuss faith, family, finances, firearms, freedom, food, and everything else in between with those who believe in living free and living out the values that made this country free. Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast. My name is Paul LaFaver. I'm here with my sidekick, uh, my ranger buddy, Mike Part- Blackburn. Partner in crime. Partner in crime. We're uh, just in the G-Base, taking a knee, facing out, drinking coffee. Uh, today, we have uh, another special guest. We say special. I guess all our guests are special. But uh, uh, this guy, uh, we've been trying to have on the podcast for a while. This is uh, the hotness uh, I think uh, this is something that everybody is going to want to uh, know about and enjoy, uh, because what you don't know can kill you. Uh, uh, but today we have uh, our guest, Boone Cutler. Uh, he is the author of The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. And uh, so, Boone, hey, welcome to the podcast. Brother, I can't thank you enough, <laughs> man. I mean... Uh... I'm I'm in with the cool kids now. I got my coffee and I am on a knee face now, so I guess I'm ready to roll. Right on, yeah. Hey, if you're gonna come in the if you're gonna come in the G base, you got to help with the security. So you know that's just the way that's the you way we not, roll. Hey, we can pull security. If you can't help, yeah. yeah, you can come to the CP and uh, we'll you know we'll pull security. Hey, Boone. So this is an exciting new book. I mean, this thing is uh, you know it's hit the ground running. Uh, it's doing very well. Now, let me just ask you this. What is Fifth Generation Warfare, and why did you decide to write this book? Well, a couple things. The crazy thing is that every single – and I think this is a really cool – I wish I was better at it. Every The first question I always get is, what is Fifth Generation Warfare? What are the generations of war, so on and so forth? And I'll get to that. But I also want to say that you know, being on, on your podcast, specifically you know, two wonderful operators like yourselves who – who've been there, done that, who, who walked the walk. This is a big deal. Uh, and, and it's humbling for me because I know on, on your worst day, you put, you guys both probably know more about this stuff than I do. And that's, that's the God's honest truth. I was just the guy who was lucky enough to put it down in words to, to tell people about it, but it's really kind of, it's something that I think all of us, before I get into the definition, I think all of us, you know, within the military, well, a lot within the military, but mainly within the special operations community. I think we all have our, you know, our cackles up and our ears pointed forward when we when we hear that term fifth generation warfare, because that's that's the deal. You know, I mean, that's what's happening. That's what's rocking and rolling. That's the that's the invisible hand that's out there. And and so many people, I'm glad you asked me the question. So many people just don't even know it exists. And that's the whole point. You're not supposed to know it exists. Mm. And uh, and that's that's why people get tricked. And there's there's so much stuff going on. My co-author, General Mike Flynn, uh, you know, he has he, he gets a he has tre- a tremendous following. He, not only does he have a tremendous following, but he's he's also got a tremendous amount of haters. Mm. And uh, and these folks, I, I watch them on social media and, I, and I'll I'll pull that audience, too. And I'll see, you know, hey, what what, what is your beef with this guy? And I have yet to 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 confer or to interact with one human being that had a beef with General Flynn that was that didn't have a beef based on something that has to do with fifth generation warfare, you know the stuff that that happened when he was in national security when he was with the uh, with the uh, the Trump administration uh, and before that there's a lot that was behind that and there was a lot of maneuvering and and he was the guy who was going to uh, be in the position to to put the hurt on a lot of people and uh and so the, they maneuvered on him that's just the bottom line and and all that the truth will come out and he and i talk about that mm. the truth will come out and it has by and large i think uh no especially doubt. since since we've got the guide out and people are like oh wait that's what really happened because there's a section in here why did you write this book and uh and in his commentary he writes about that he's like and you could see this guy i would be it would be hard pressed to find somebody in, you know in the united states that has had more of those effects put on their life uh, than he has. And there's a reason for it because, 
because of what he knows, who he knows, and and what he know and who he knows did what. So anyway, back to the. I want to make sure I paid my proper accolades yeah. and let everybody out there know who's who's involved and what this what this thing is because again. Whenever you bring up General Flynn's name, you're either going to get people who think he's the Archangel Michael or you're going to get the other side of the house and people think he's Lucifer. And it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's neither. He's a man. You know, he's a man and, and, and he he's a man of principle. And I just want to throw these things out there before people start listening to the whole conversation. And again, talking about fifth generation warfare with with gentlemen, you know, to to the esteem of, such as yourself is, is an honor for me. Thank you for that. Hey, that's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if I can live up to those accolades, but uh, appreciate it. And, and uh, you know, I don't know. If I, we... I, can, I, can, I, can, I can probably answer your question now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but, you know, part of that is, uh, you know, I've uh, this is a learning experience, too. So your book, having your book, you know, I knew there was something fishy, funky going on, you know, behind the curtain and you're not supposed to know what's going on. But we are like, OK, we all know something is wrong but we don't know exactly how to articulate it. And that's what right. I like what you have done. You're showing us, hey, this is exactly what's going on. Well, I think for a lot of people now, it's like um, they just didn't want to face it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like, uh, no, man, our government wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And I think with, especially with uh, like, let's just say Elon Musk's uh, takeover of Twitter. And the release of all the, uh, you know, the documentation uh, in-house. I mean, people are now starting to realize that, um, you know, they're not as pure as they want us all to believe. I mean, there's there's a lot of scheming going on here. And I think I think that people generally have had the. I mean, everybody watches a lot of TV and everybody's watched their, you know, different spy shows and they see things happening and maneuvering. But, it, you know, historically, I think what people have in their mind is, you know, these 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 influence operations are kind of cloak and dagger. They're done behind the scenes away from the populace so they don't get involved. But and, and that's kind of, I think, where people's visual mindset has been. But now they're physically they're seeing, hey, listen, this isn't done in the backdrop. This is done in the in the in the closed, dark spaces of your mind. Like that's where they're at. They're not, you know, in some dark alley, you know, in a warehouse somewhere off at, a, at some harbor that nobody ever goes to. No, this is right in your house. This is right in your phone. This is this is articulated messaging specifically to influence the way you think and to change a, a country. You don't have to take over the physical space of a country to change it anymore. You just have to take over the mind space of the populace to get them to make the changes you want. That's right. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, that's, uh, you know, uh, having gone to the Special Forces Qualification Course, this is uh, something you have an aha moment uh, when you look at, you know, information operations, when you look at, uh, you know, pushing a narrative and how you want to shape that population. And, and mm. you know, a lot of guys, they, they, uh, they're really not aware of that until they sit into a, in a classroom eight hours a day and they're like, whoa. And well, so that's, that's the aha moment with well, this book. Also. Yeah, and even, and even like in our community, I, I can be honest with you. I mean, we're focused on so many other things. Um, you know, the sexier things, right? You know, busting into a room and, uh, you know, familiarity with your weapon system and being on the range. But mm. when we when we get into this sort of topic, um, that's really been, you know, General Michael Flynn's freaking, you know, playground for years uh, and, and yours as well. I mean, this is what you guys do full time and you think about this a lot and you put a lot of effort into it and you certainly have a much uh, deeper understanding of how to execute this stuff than we do because – we really don't even think about this stuff until we are deployed overseas. And then we're thinking about it in other countries. So it's not, you know, we come home and we kind of like dump all that. We don't realize that this, these, these, some of these, uh, this trade craft, some of these skills are actually being used uh, here domestically. And that's really what your book does. I mean, it really says, hey, man, this is happening all around you. This is not just for, you know, some third world country we're trying to overthrow. No, it's absolutely not. It's happening. It's it's right here, right now, twenty four seven, and it's and it's been going on that way for a while. But again, you know, how do you? I mean, and you know this. You want to operate it in a way that the the fewest number of people know you're doing it, so you don't you have the least um, uh, least opportunity to be to be you know thwarted in some way. You know, you want to keep that stuff quiet, and. Mm-hmm. 
And that is what's happening. And there are entities, there are state actors involved, there are non-state actors, there are NGOs that are involved. And in the same way that we said, I, I always call it the game, you know, this is the way you play the game. You know, don't don't get mad about it. Don't get upset about it. Don't be like, oh, man, shucks, I'm in a game. No, just accept the fact. Yeah, this is the game. And uh, you, you got to know your environment, right? Know your operational environment. Mm-hmm. And this is the operational environment that we're teaching you know, the citizenry of like, hey, listen, you've got to know this game. And it, it's about protect your mind, control your emotions. Don't let yourself become a tool for somebody else's objective. Usually mm-hmm. it's a global objective at this point in time, because that is the game. Everybody's trying to globalize because they somebody out there wants to be the richest king on the planet and control everything with that invisible hand. Mm-hmm. And that's going to continue to happen because everything is weaponized until something better is weaponized. And right now with the advent of that's that's an aha moment right there. Right. Yeah, Everything absolutely. is weaponized until something better can be weaponized. And I think if the citizenry kind of gets that around their that in their brain housing group, that just that right there, everything is weaponized. And something better can be weaponized. I mean, look at the aircraft. Look at the you know, look at the hunting rifle gets turned into a, you know, some sort of, you know, force on force rifle, you know, look at, you know, every single thing, the car, the tank, gasoline, uh, I mean, dynamite, you know, every single thing gets weaponized until you can, you know, why did we stop using dynamite for weapons? Well, we came out with other, with better explosives. Um, So it gets, it gets better and better and the techniques get better. And within social media now, I don't if if I looked at your entire audience, they were all just standing in front of me. I said, "Raise your hand if you think your phone is listening to you." And I guarantee you, how many people? Uh, Ten people, hundred people, through two thousand out of a hundred people, how many people you think would raise their hand? A lot more, more <laughs> yeah, probably more today than than five right. years ago, but not enough, but not enough, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Well, your phone is absolutely listening to, but it's not just listening to your voice. It's listening to how you move. It's listening to, you know, what locations you're in. It's it's listening to, you know, how long you stay on a certain photo, what you touch, where you scroll, how you pan. How, I mean, it's collecting so so much data. These psychographics in in the in previous times we used to talk about demographics what are the demographics what are the demographics demographics today is like is like a stone wheel like nobody gives a damn about stone wheels you know demographics we care about psychographics we care about the thing that makes the thing that causes people to do the stuff and and getting them at the core level and you know the especially the ccp they have done a tremendous amount of work to understanding what it is that causes people to think the way they think and how do they get into the interworkings of that thinking process so they actually can start controlling people's decisions. Yeah, no doubt. Now, your book, what I think the, the biggest thing that the takeaway from the book is, um, man, it's a, it's a big topic. You know, five generational, you know, fifth generational warfare. My goodness, I mean, but really, the the what what combats this is just being aware of it. Yeah, that's the psyop, right? The psyop is to tell people what the psyop is, and then and empower the people. I think that I think the game is always empower the people. I just think that is that is always the default. Like if you're ever sitting there going, "Hey, well, I don't know what to do right now," I'll tell you what to do right now. You empower the people. That's always the answer. Empower the people. And so we have this thing right now with, we don't know, a lot of people don't know what it is. They don't know how to deal with it. It is huge. It is big. Because when we talk about fifth generation warfare, and just to get everybody kind of tuned in, first generation warfare was pre-gunpowder. Okay. And then second generation came after gunpowder. And then these generations continued at some point in time, we had nuclear weapons, we had trench warfare. That's, that's a certain, that's a, that's a generation we go on and so on and so forth. And now we're up to that fifth generation where, you know, non-kinetics and influence operations have existed through all generations of warfare, but now they're not an ancillary and supporting strategy. Now they're the primary tactic and so when we're talking about fifth generation warfare, we're talking about how can I manipulate a pop- populace by disrupting their economy? How can I manipulate a populace by disrupting or creating uh, a news cycle or messaging that causes you know the, those that foment against the government? Uh, how can I create um, financially some sort of uh, personal thing? Not just you know you're talking about the the you talk about the, the the economy of a government, but now 
well, especially look past the pandemic, look how look how people's personal finances were hugely affected. You know, some people made more money. A lot of people made less money. A lot of business owners went completely out of business. Nobody helped them at all. Um, and now that's just been absorbed into the bigger, bigger businesses. So that's that's a big deal. Lawfare. Lawfare is a huge thing, you know, internationally and within the United States. How many people that, how many people do you know that consider an attorney is nothing more than a hired gun? They're there to deplete your resources. That's what they do. So I have no problem charging money for this for this guide. Some people are like, oh, you should make it for free so we can all be empowered. Well, here's the deal. First of all, if I don't put a price on it, nobody thinks it's worth a, it has a value. That's true. Second of which, <laughs> yeah. second of which, when, when a bunch of knuckleheads and with, with really cool kit come to my house and say, hey, you know, we're going to do this, that, and the other thing because we're in those types of times. I'm going to need an attorney. Well, where the hell am I going to get the money for an attorney if I don't have money? So if I'm going to put my neck out there and General Flynn's going to put his neck out there, and believe me, I know that man better better than a lot of people, and I know how much money he is continuing to have to spend in this, this constant battle. And just like we need food, just like we need shelter, just like we need warmth, uh, just like we need a way to defend ourselves, protect our family, protect our homes, there's a legal aspect to that, and it's damn expensive. And that's where they deplete you. That's where they get you. Yeah, I think uh, something that the first thing I thought of when I saw the title of your book uh, is it exposes something that, you know, Sun Tzu says, uh, the supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's the idea behind uh, PSYOPs, I believe, right? I mean, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're discombobulating your enemy even before, you know, uh, you know there's, there's a flight or any of those things. But... Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, it's a, it's a wake up call. So what we stand, I mean, what do we stand to lose if not enough of us do anything? We don't want to know. Well, well, <laughs> the, th the thing we lose is, is our, is our individual freedom and liberty. And yeah. I know that, that that those are talking points that people have used for a long time, but you know, let's, let's look at this. Let's, you know, the CCP obviously has a global agenda. Yeah. Um, and they are working with Soros. They're working with Zuckerberg, Gates. You know, all these folks are working together. And we call them out by name in the guide. We call them out by name. We didn't pull any punches. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> nobody's going to have to guess, which, I mean, come on. If you want if you want an enemy list, it's right here in the, excuse me, adversary list. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's right here in the guide. And I'm sure we're top on this their list, too, with, with how they're going to control this situation. But, they're, I mean. They're also not stupid. They're only going to legitimize if they even address it. So they're going to work within their shadows, and, and that's fine. But but ultimately, what do we have to lose? Um, just imagine that you're completely controlled. Mm. Completely controlled. Your family's controlled. Um, arbitrarily, they ship your kids off to war to go do something for some reason that they don't even give an explanation for anymore because they know nobody believes anything. Um, your food is rationed. You, you basically are controlled. Every single thing is controlled. You know, how many kids can you have? How much money can you have? You know, where do you get your medical care? How old are you allowed to live? You know, I mean, these, these are all, I think, real things. You know, we have this, this global entity, these elitists, who are just convinced that the biggest problem with the planet is people. Now, on a bad day, I might agree with them. But uh, that's, that doesn't mean I'm going to start depopulating the planet. And, but these people will, and they'll, they'll depopulate it to the point that they can completely control it, and then they, they consider that humanity. But you know they don't have the same – these people don't live like you and me. These people don't you know, wake up in the morning and go, okay, it's the, uh, it's the 27th of the month. i got to wait till the 1st. I got uh, 20 bucks. Do I get, how much do I put in my gas tank, and, and how much do I put towards eggs? Because I need to do both, and I only got twenty bucks. Mm. And if you're trying to get eggs today, good luck for you, because uh, that's not the easiest thing. Buy chickens. And uh, so this this is the whole deal. And, and without getting stale here, this is the whole deal. There are there are factors in play: state actors, non-state actors, non-government organizations. And if people don't know any of that stuff, just get the guide. It explains everything. And also the history. You know, how have these people? How have these groups and entities? Um, how have they performed over the past in history? And what was their goal? What are their objectives? And does it look like it's the same now? And it absolutely does. It looks like it's the same now. Um, 
at the end of the day, there's always going to be a pecking order. No matter what we do, there is always a pecking order. And you can either accept the fact there's a pecking order or you can get pecked on. This book lets you know how you're getting pecked on and lets you know how to stop it. Yeah, to me, to me, that's what this book really is. Uh, and this is why I like it so much. Because if you went out and just asked the average American, uh, are we at war right now? And I'm not talking about Ukraine. Um, they would probably say no because they're, you know, we're so conditioned and so used to uh, the kinetic uh, type yep. of warfare. Um, and what your book does is it's really, it's kind of like in the Matrix. I mean, it's, you know, you're jerking the, the cable out of the occipital lobe. And it's like, dude, you're, you're a battery in a tub. And, uh, and now you, you, know, you need to be uh, educated a little bit because, you know, you've just been shocked. Okay, there is a war going on around you. And, and it allows people, after reading your book, I think what happens is their eyes start getting kind of um, open and they're, and they're, and they're kind of looking around and they're starting to recognize things that they never recognized before. And, and the, the, the new, this, this new fifth generation type warfare starts uh, becoming clear to them and they're able to observe it. And, uh, and I think that's the service that, that, uh, that your book has done for, for the, uh, uh, the American and really the world. I mean, you, this book, uh, you know, you, you've got flags on there. It's, I mean, you got the U.S. flag on there, but you've got this is for the world. This isn't just for Americans. Well, you're right. It's not just for Americans. Um, if it takes a network to defeat a network, if we know this to be true and that the network is global, well, then we must have a global network to defeat it. And, you know, that's that's the reason for, you know, the design here at the back of the book. It says humanity's fight against globalism. That's what this is. This is humanity's fight against globalism. Right now we're having it translated. The guide is being translated to Spanish, Danish, French, German, Italian. Um, I, I mean, I can't. I, there are probably a couple others in there I can't think of right now. But we're having this thing produced in multiple languages to get it out there, to get people thinking. Because if you just went step by step and followed each one of these lessons, you know, they, there's not even page numbers in the guide. They're just lessons. Each one is a quick lesson. And, and absorb that and, and follow the doomsday clock in the beginning. Look at those QR codes. Follow all that information because the guide is here. It, it's not just a it's not a book. It's really a multimedia guide. It's a workbook. It's a, it's a it's a it's a manual. It's so many different things. And it's easy enough that you can you can carry all the time. But, um, yeah, the um, uh, psychological warfare has been going on a long time. The thing that really gets people screwed up is they think they know the definition of that. <laughs> and so they go with what they think the definition is, and they couldn't be more wrong. Mm. So we actually start getting definitions clarified so we can at least have the same conversation. No you know, it's kind of like if, if you get a Jewish guy in a room and a Catholic guy in the room, and maybe both of them are, I don't know, early 20s. So maybe they don't know a whole lot, but they've been raised in that faith. And you say, OK, have a conversation about God. Well, you just threw, threw the word God out, but they, they see God as two different things, but they're they, they won't be able to communicate because they don't have the same definitions. Mm -hmm. So what we have to first do is get on the same sheet of music, the same definitions. Hey, these are the definitions. These are the terms. This is the situation. These terms describe that situation. So now when you see a new situation, you now have the terms in order to describe it so you can communicate with another human being about what you just saw. Because the problem is we keep communicating with different frames of reference. Once we get the same frame of reference, same frame of reference, what I say, what's the default always empower the people. Once we are all on the same sheet of music with the same definitions and can communicate, we become empowered just through communication. And then people start taking action. Awesome. The confusion has been the problem so far. Now we're removing that confusion to empower the people. Right on. I mean, yeah. So uh, by definition, this is the uh, you know a freedom loving citizens field manual. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you're giving us you know operating terminology, and and uh, you know I just wanted to say this too because uh, you know this is uh, you know as a aha moment. It's this is not uh, tinfoil hatted to say, like you are saying, there's a small group of elitist. Uh, global elitists who are controlling everything. And, and, and this is kind of the, the wake up call of the book. Am I right? So you can, no, it is, it is the wake up call. And 
now, and we haven't gotten into that yet because that's a whole other argument. Yeah. You're going to hear some people say the elitist group is this. The elitist group is that. The elitist yeah. group started five billion years ago in a cave somewhere in <laughs> Istanbul, you know, and then and it's gone on forever. And you know what? Listen, yeah, we didn't get into all that. And here's why. There are so many people out there who are focused at an 800-meter target they can't see, and they're just trying to plink anywhere around it. They don't have a spotter. They don't know, understand the weapon system they're using, and they're just missing everything. Meanwhile, there's 30-meter targets popping up all over the place, mm. and they're not even trying. That's a good, okay, good so, analogy. So people who are working at this 800-meter target, I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll get to that 800-meter target, but A, you got to get off your ass. Okay, and we've got to start moving and popping targets 30 meters at a time. We clear this 30, we move forward, clear that 30. And before you know it, we'll get to that 800 meter target. But we got to move and we got to hit our close targets. Talking about whether it's this Illuminati group or that Illuminati group and, and stuff that started in the fantastical past is not helping us. It's a distraction. Okay, so what we really focused on in the guide is doctrine and technique doctrine and technique you can plug and play whoever you think is doing it i don't care but if we're showing you the doctrine and the technique now you know how to put rounds on targets and whoever it is we don't care we don't care we don't care who the enemy is we just want to know the people who are using this doctrine and this technique i don't care what you call them but that's your adversary so about a month ago we had the uh, tyree nichols incident in memphis now, after reading 5GW, you know, I look at that uh, situation a little differently than maybe most, okay? Uh, and it, to me, it's, you know, there's a, there's a nation of 350 million people or so. Um, you know, unfortunately, we have a lot of uh, incidents, uh, crime, and horrible things that happen public on a daily basis in this country that we're not even aware of. Uh, as far as a national audience. Uh, there's also a lot of great things that are happening every single day. But when you have 350 million people running around, I mean, you're going to get the good, bad, and everything, and everything in between. When I look at um, the, the a, a Terry Nichols-type situation, I look at a someone that's, that's actually conducting a PSYOP because they've, they've, they've cherry-picked this incident. And it's not the same that, you know, it doesn't need attention, and, and obviously it's going to run through the justice system, and, you know, they're going to take this thing apart, and, you know, justice is going to be served. Um, but I think this thing is serving a much different uh, purpose than just a pursuit of justice. Uh, what, what, what say you, Ben? Well, let me let me throw this out. And I'll read this cite and verse right from the guide. You tell me if this, this whole situation is less than 1-9. And it's real simple. You tell me if this sounds anything like what you're looking at. And the people that are listening right now, it doesn't matter any of these incidents that you're no. talking about. Right. You could you you plug and play anything. Any one of them. Okay, now let's talk about doctrine and technique. Okay, 1-9, lesson 1-9, psychological action, psyax. Psy, A psychological action is the occurrence of something that affects the target audience. The psyact and the responsive behavior create the desired psychological reaction of a target audience. Is that kind of what you're seeing there? Somebody's mm -hmm. creating something that develops a desired psychological reaction? Absolutely. Well, that's called the psyact. That's right. Okay. It, it can either be intentionally planned or a natural occurrence. Either way, psyacts are implemented or maneuvered to affect a specific target audience to support a psyop plan. Yeah, so don't so let this it is, go to waste. Whatever it is, don't let it go to yeah, waste. Don't let yeah. it go to waste. <laughs> yeah, That's don't right. let it go to waste. I mean, you you have it, within Syax you have you have agents of action. Okay, and this gets really broke down into the guide, but you have an incident uh, like an an, an uh, incidental agent of action and a discretionary agent of action. Two different two different groups of folks. Now, the incidental agent of action can just be a guy who fucked up. Okay, just made a mistake, fucked up, did some stupid shit. It looked really, really bad optically, and someone says, "I can use that." Okay, and then they start putting the spin on it. That was it. That was incidental. 
Now you got discretionary agents of action, and these are the the agent provocateurs. These are the guys out there going, you know what? I'm going to make that happen so this group gets affected, and I have something that I can use to control and influence that group. So I'm going to make this thing happen, and so this is where the guide gets very deep. We start that this all the stuff you're talking about. There's been other incidences across the country and across the world where people are like, I had, this is a, this is very polarizing and I have an opinion and it's going to go this way. And then another group has hey, just as polarized, just as opinionated, they're going in a different way. Now you guys are fighting. And meanwhile, the incident you're fighting about may or may not have even fucking occurred. That's right. But, but you're still fighting. Yep. Okay. And and you believe it with, which is the goal. And you believe it with all your heart because you're a good person. Nobody out there is acting like uh, I'm Satan and I'm going to make a lot of bad things happen. They don't really believe that way. Okay. I mean, we think they believe that way because they're not of, of our particular, you know, persuasion, but in their mind, they think they're doing the right thing for the greater good. Usually the other thing they think is how do I get paid on it? And that's really just the bottom line. There's always a pecking order. So when, when we when we talk about these things and we talk about discretionary and incidental agents of action, it's very important. And that's what the guide goes through. The whole first chapter is just definitions. So just like yourself, when you see something occur on the news or or you read about it or you hear people talking about it, I love listening to people talk um, while they're waiting for the restaurant or especially in the south. If you're waiting for waiting to order food at Panera, you're going to be there for 15 minutes because everybody's just chatting it up like they've known each other forever and you find out everything. And um, it's amazing to, to hear how people articulate information um, of what they see and where did they see it? Because I don't care what the inc- incident is. If you tell me the perspective of that incident, I'll be able to tell you, you learn that information from a friend, you earn that information, learn that information from Fox News, You learn that information from CNN or you learn that information from a friend who watches CNN or a friend who watches Fox News because it's always in those groups. And that's that's what these are. These are when you see news agencies, they're really just psyop factories. A news agency is a psyop factory. Just get that plugged into your brain. Yeah. Okay, let's let's switch gears here because this is another fun one. Um, Critical race theory. A very depends on where you're at, right? Uh, some some people are very much for it. It, needs, it, it. It must be in school. It must be taught in school. This is very important. And then other places are like, no, nah, man, we don't need. We, you know, we need to deal with this. So, you know, again, this is another thing that I think is classic fifth generation warfare is race hustling, okay? And the government's uh, um, the government benefits from race, racial strife. Well, think, sure. Man? People and, and people people benefit from it in different ways. You have one political party who says all these things are bad. Those people are to blame, and if you elect me, I will control those people because you're a victim. Okay, mm-hmm. you've got and both political parties do that. They just do it in different different ways. And so when you whenever you create a victim, you create a need. You create a need. Now you've just developed the impetus for me to fill that need. Mm-hmm. So whenever you see a victim. What you're really seeing is a person who wants to create a void they can fill. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So, that, I mean, we have a lot of that now. I mean, uh, identity politics and all the rest of it. And and uh, would you say that some people are just more susceptible to psychological operations than others? And then and, I think, and, and how I, I, and how is that? I think that people don't realize how susceptible they are to PSYOP. They, uh, and uh, and it's not about being dumb. It's just about being unaware. And there's there's an arrogance. Like it's kind of like um, I don't know. You ever been to a bar and they got that hypnotist guy there? And and he's and there's that one guy who goes, I can never be hypnotized. And before you know it, he's standing up there picking his nose, looking like an idiot. Well, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there going, I can't be psyop. Meanwhile, you're the guy standing on stage picking your nose, looking like an idiot. Um, it's just. It's a constant, it's a constant thing. Every human being has susceptibilities. 
Okay, there are very generalized susceptibilities, vulnerabilities, and there are very specific ones. That's why psychographics are so important right now, because I can reach inside your brain with this little machine that you're holding right now, listening to the show. We can reach inside your brain anytime we want. And I don't want to do it by, okay, are you a 55-year-old male living in Alabama most likely to vote for Trump? No, those are demographics. I want the psychographics. I want I want to target you based upon do you wake up in the morning and need coffee? Mm-hmm. Think about that one factor. Do you wake up in the morning and need coffee? What susceptibilities did you just learn by a human being who needs coffee every morning? If I'm looking at your Amazon profile and I'm like, wow, this guy. Okay, I'm looking at psychographics now, right? If I'm looking at your Amazon profile and I go, wow, this guy drinks, you know, four pounds of coffee a week, you know, um, looks like uh, they, you know, they got dandruff. Looks like they've, okay, so I got a dandruff coffee drinker who likes a very, very specific form of chocolate. And now all of a sudden, I, I now, oh, well, what, what, what about this chocolate? Oh, this chocolate comes from this area. What's the fascination of that? Now you start, you know, it's kind of like a link matrix, but with your emotions, with your sentiments. Now, is this, and, is this all a part of, of, the, of the larger sort of human terrain? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, they're, they're getting all the, the individual particulars, but then they're trying to group them, right, and kind of, kind of figure out how to manipulate those groups. Is that, is that, is that fair? I, I live on a street with probably, I don't know, 20, 30 other houses. Every night, each one of these people does something with their time. They turn on a TV, they go on social media, every single one of them. Now, if the house three down, three doors down, all they watch is the history channel. And it's usually something black and white about Hitler. Okay. I reasonably can find out that that tells me, hey, this person is susceptible to this type. Of, they're interested in this. Another house down the street, I don't maybe don't know anything about it, but they're watching the Home Gardening Channel like, you know, 22 hours a day. There's a lot to be learned just by knowing what people want to look at. Porn, the type of porn people want to look at. These are psychographics. This is where they're getting in your heads. If I find out all these things you like because it's on a record, what you buy, what you watch, where you hang out, where you spend your time. If my phone is within five feet of your phone and, you know, there's five of us hanging out one night drinking beers at the local bar and then we go home and the next day we're getting advertisements for stuff we've never seen before. Well, that means another person in the group was looking up that information. And so the assumption is if you're in a group and that person's looking it up, maybe you need the same thing. So the next time you guys are hanging out together and you get an advertisement for Viagra that you've never had before, it means your buddy's dick can't get hard. He's getting advertisements, <laughs> looking it up every day. Oh my God. Uh, is, is this, is this gotten so um, advanced that they're targeting individuals are able to target individuals with this kind of information? If it's the right individual, absolutely. So, I mean, example. if it's if it's someone, uh, you know, it wouldn't be Paul or I or, or or even you, but somebody that you know is important to them for whatever reason. Okay, say we're say we're three best friends, right? And I just wrote this best-selling book, and since we're friends, maybe somebody wants to get to me and 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 to change my opinion, to change what I'm talking about, what perspective inside the, inside the guide. Well, it's going to be hard to get to me, but if they, if someone gets, starts micro-targeting each one of my friends, my peer group, my circle, then the next thing you know, I'm going to be affected too, because the rules of social conformity. So, you know, if, if all your friends start buying seven millimeter 08, you know, it is like, you know, men and guns are kind of like chicks and purses, you know, I got to have that too. And so it's, it's a, it's becomes Rules of social conformity get used constantly. Um, I mean, a cold bump. I mean, you want to get a nice lady, put her over here, put a guy over there, you know, develop, you know, a rapport based upon, you know, something that that person's interested in. And next thing you know, you're best friends and you're micro micro messaging them on a constant basis. And over time, duration and time, uh, frequency and time, you're going to be able to influence that person. 
constantly. Your friends influence you all the time. You influence your friends all the time. So if I want to go after a person, if I want to go after Donald Trump, I'm not going after Donald Trump. I'm going to find out the five people he talks to the most, and I'm going to go after their family members. Got it. Yeah, that's something that, uh, uh, I mean, just a few years ago, maybe not too too long ago, but you have this uh, uh, indirect approach. I had this aha moment. You're reading, you know, I think I was reading Liddell Hart or whatever, Clausewitz, and just the indirect approach, the art of the indirect approach. And so right. I think that's that's a big thing with psyops as it's uh, you know weaponized uh, sociology is you, you know you don't like you just said you're not coming straight at it it's uh, you know a bull flanking maneuver on a cover concealed route and that could be you know like those four guys you talked about whatever yeah and it's not straight at you and I think that's what uh, the beauty of if I could say that of this uh, you know the their their activities or tactics. You don't see it as, you know, direct. They're just coming at you from these obliques, you know, and, the, and it's tiered. Is that right? I, I It is. And I got to tell you, it's, um, it's uh, you know, I I can sit here all day long and say, you know, that is just the dastardly, most, most awful, horrible thing. But at the same time, you know, I also got to respect the technique. Yep. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like going into a fight, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you, you're going to go in there to win, but you're also not going to, you know, you, you, you're going to make sure you, you got something at the end of your front side all the time. You're not just going to let something, so let something slide. You gotta, you gotta be there to win. And so as much as I think all this is horrible and, and degrading to society, that's what people do. People, people, that's what people do to society. It's gone on forever. You've seen it. I've seen it. We've been in different places and seen it to different degrees. It's going to continue to happen. Right now, the the flavor of choice to make that happen is is fifth generation warfare. It's economic. It's legal. It's psyop. It's it's all the things at once because access these little machines here gives somebody access. Before, if we wanted to influence an area, you'd have to send in a team. You'd have to you'd have to go in. You'd have to be there. Then you have to create you know all your contacts and everything, and you get them moving, and you're motivating people to to get things done. And but you had to be there, and then you had to meet people, and then you had to establish rapport, and then you had to do all this other stuff. I don't have to do that now. Now I just have to find your friend who you hang out with on social media, chat them up, and get that person saturated with all the stuff I want to talk to. And then I just observe. I know naturally they're going to start talking to you because you guys talk to you three times a day. And I made sure I knew that before I hit you up. So it's uh, it's it's one of these things where we got to respect the technique, but that doesn't mean we stay ignorant. Okay, so what what is uh, what is Boone, Boone's family, Boone's friends? What, what's the advice that you're giving to your you know, how, how are you raising your family? What kind of advice are you giving them before you, you shoot them out that front door? You know, what are you telling your closest friends on on uh, on dealing with the realities of 5GW? Everything that has been written in session one, uh, Introduction of Fifth Generation Warfare, is exactly what myself and General Flynn tell everybody we know. All the people that we love, this is what we tell them. And the, the, the guide itself, the book itself didn't just, hey, we're going to write a book. The way it happened, General Flynn and I were sitting in a hallway and we're, we're just having a conversation. He says, and he's talking to me about how he's, you know, because he's been traveling the country doing these speaking engagements with one specific target audience, which has not been my target audience. My target audience has been the veteran community for the last decade doing advocacy. So I've been within the veteran space talking about these things and also talking about a good amount of SIOP because people just have that, those questions. And I was blessed enough to have learned SIOP prior to the digital age. So it's kind of like, which was really cool because everything that's happening in the digital space really just happens in the physical space. One's just faster and, but, but all the access points are the same. Um, and people who work in the digital space can't necessarily, they don't necessarily have game to be able to to recruit and to get people to, to motivate people face to face. So I'm real blessed for that. That's true. I was, I hadn't thought about that. Um, well, of course yeah. we, we see that everywhere though. We see where, um, you know, the, the newer generations are just unfamiliar with the old school techniques, which they could yeah. find themselves in. I mean, I don't know when you went in the military, but I went in the military, I joined right after the Panama invasion. I went to Benning, got through basic in uh, 1990 and then I did a, a tour in Germany. Then I went to Bragg, and 
And I don't know if you remember back then, I don't know what your time frame is, but field craft was a huge deal. Like you'd go to the field and it was like, okay, I got, oh, I'm the smart guy who learned how to get bungee cords to pop up a hooch, you know, instead of trying to tie 550 cord in the middle of the night. And it's like, you know, so you learned field craft. That's and right. like everybody had their little thing, you know, their little kits that, you know, their little food prep kit or something. You had, you learned field craft when you set up a patrol base or something. You learned field craft. And then all of a sudden we, we break out into the, you know, the, into the forever wars or Iraq and Afghanistan. And I know in Iraq, I mean, it was all. It, Bombs. What field craft? Yeah, <laughs> there was, right. it was no field. Here's, your, no, here's your room. Exactly. You know, it's it's about taking a room. It's about taking a street, a block. It's about identifying something. You know, the field craft, as far as woodland field craft, you know, we spent how how many how many years did the United States military just basically throw woodland field craft almost out the window because they had to focus on other things? And I often wondered what happened with that because I don't know. I took pride in that. You know, being being a division trooper and and knowing how to square and live out of a rucksack like perfectly and and manage and be really okay it's fine i mean there's there's skill that that takes years to kind of refine as you know yeah and and, you know what happens to a standing military when all of a sudden everybody forgets how to do their own field craft and you know you're like an e6 and and don't know how to fucking do any of that stuff (laughs) how are you how are you going to train your privates don't know how to build a hooch yeah. yeah, I don't know how to build a hooch. Can't fucking, you know. I mean, it's it's on and on and on. You know, even walking. You know, movement in the, in the woods. You know, how often is that going on anymore? I don't know. But anyway, so it's a uh, it's 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 one of those things where we have to adjust. We have to we have to as, as time goes on. And I like again, I was very very blessed to have gotten through the psyop course before the whole digital space existed. Because the thing is, I, it's. Uh, it's, it's really weird. Like for years, like a decade, I wouldn't even watch the news because it was overwhelming. I was like, because when you're seeing behind the curtain constantly on every, every phrase, every topic, every subject, it's just like, man, this is, it's just, it's just ugly. It's just ugly. Here, here's something, and, here's something that just, just kind of scared the crap out of me. Um, you know, chat, uh, chat GBT, whatever they're calling this thing. Um, you know, all the AI that's coming out now. Um, and you got to know that that's working overtime in, in psyops. If you could, I, I would I do it if I could? Hell yeah. I you know, you I would. Could. I mean, and you know, they, all are. Day long. they are doing it all, constantly. I mean, the, the fact that the stuff that pops up in your feed uh, and again, they know what the psychographics is. They know what's going to make money to fund operations, to be able to do other stuff. Cause that's what that is. Every time you're a lot of times when you're buying offline, you're just funding somebody else's operation with your cool new toy. And yeah. it's, um, it never, um, this is the game. <laughs> you know, it's, we say it over and over inside the, inside the guide. This is the game. This is the game. Learn the game, learn the game. And, uh, and I hope that's what we've accomplished. I, I hope that, you know, your your top tier snake eater can read it and appreciate it. And the guy working over at Home Depot right now on, on aisle seven trying to sell somebody a light fixture, you know, they can understand it, too, because that's the deal. We, we all have to understand the game. Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I think for a lot of military guys, um, you know, it's a great book, but I'm more excited about you know the person that's never been in the military a day in their life. And, uh, you know, this is going to be wow, what, a, what an eye opener. Um, uh, for them, what comes after 5GW? I mean, this thing is just selling, you know, crazy. Um, you know, you got fantastic five star reviews. I mean, everyone's loving this book. Uh, what's what's next, and and when, you know, when's it coming out? Well, we're starting on if this is think of it like we've now ordained ourselves as civilian trade doc, okay, training and doctrine. So we've got, you know, session one, November 22nd, uh, or no, November 2022nd, 22, uh, is what came out, Introduction to Fifth Generation Warfare. The series is called The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. And right now I've got roughly five different sessions that are planned out that will will release uh, two a year. So we're going to release another one this year. We're going to release one this year, mid-year, and then at the end of the year. And we're going to get through 
the five that we've got kind of scratched out and they each have a different topic within the context of fifth generation warfare. Cause there's no way you could throw all of this at, at one, one time. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, get it out here, get, get everybody somewhat saturated and let's, let's build on it because there's so much out there. So this one's going to sit out there for about the next six months or so. And then we're going to follow it up with session two. And I'm not going to tell everybody what session two is. <laughs> you're going to have to wait for that. But then by the time we get to session five, it's going to be time to redo um, introduction to five GW. So then we'll come out with, you know, session one, maybe then it's going to be November, 2025. So we have a constant revolving door of, of putting the information out and then updating it in real time as technology and this techniques uh, present themselves. We're the place where you can go to and, and the populace can c collect all these things and they have a reference guide and it's, it's in the physical domain. It's a physical book. So it's not like someone can delete it. I mean, unless it gets burned up in a fire or someone just completely, you know, your house gets engulfed in a flood or something. This is yours. It doesn't, it's not dependent on your phone, not dependent on your computer. It's dependent on you being able to sit in a corner, tune everything out and absorb the information. Mm. Hey, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you too, uh, without, uh, you know, giving away the book, uh, if you could just talk about, you talk about shaping operations, you know, that's a, a term that we use in the military and, and we know that creates, you know, conditions for success. Uh, but what, uh, I mean, could you tease something out that we're seeing right now, you know, real time? Uh, and whatever media you're seeing some shaping operations and it may not be in the book, maybe just something you can throw out there that would help people kind of see kind of what's going on. Just giving it like an example. Oh, we're seeing a ton of shaping going on right now with regards to, you know, what's happening between Russia and the CCP, Taiwan, you know, that letter that was written by that air force general, I think that got released a couple of days ago. No I think doubt. there's, there's no doubt there's a pretty huge, what's that guy looking at? He's looking at the adversary's shaping operations mm. and, uh, and he's going, Oh shit. Guess what? Um, air force might have to carry the ball on this thing. And, uh, and there's a reason, I mean, you take that whole letter and you break it down and you say, okay, why would a person say this mm. in that position? What gets this person to say that? What, what impetus, what susceptibility, what vulnerability says, Oh my God. I mean, everything they say is pointing back to a vulnerability. You know, when I saw that letter, it was like, uh, what's it go faster. Like we're running out of time. The conditions are coming the conditions in, in the U S and in China and, and in Russia all at the same time to run that 2025. We look at our own supply chain issues and all this other stuff. This is all, these are all shaping operations to, degrade our country so we can't respond to what other people do in different places in the world. Mm. So how, what do we do? And it's, it's in here. I think it's chapter eight where we start talking about reliability networks, reliability networks. And this is, this is mark my word on this. This is going to be the thing you're going to look at it. And I'm going to look at it. And we're going to go, Oh yeah. And by the way, I'm already halfway there because innately, because I was in the military and I understand that people work as a team, not everybody can do everything. So we have to, you know, take skills that each person has and meld them together to create some sort of team. You know, th those real reliability networks are going to become hugely, hugely, hugely impossible. I mean, uh, important now and, and almost impossible to build, uh, if people don't get started soon. And what we're talking about is reliability networks within a 10-minute car ride of your home. So if if you know somebody, and what's a reliability network? Circle of trust. It means like, okay, if <clears throat> if if the everything went to shit tomorrow, okay, and I needed a, a tooth pulled, who do I, and we, nobody has any money, the, the, everything is collapsed. Who do I know that can pull a tooth? I, don't, I need to find who do I know that can fix a car? Who do I know that can fix a computer? Who do I know that knows how to find the best fishing spots if I have to get food? Who will let me pick from their garden if they have a garden and I need food? Who Who's a hunter who can know knows where the hunting spots are so I can get food? So it's these basic things that if everything breaks down and fuel costs are so high, within a 10-minute car drive of your house, can you build a network of people that can do all the things that you might need to accomplish and survive in times of scarcity. This is where we need to go. This is where everybody needs to be right now. And while you're building these reliability networks, keep your eye on, on what's happening politically, because 
you've seen it and I've seen it, the political warfare side of fifth generation warfare. Huge distraction is going to happen someplace. Meanwhile, while that's happening, all these politicians and politically, geopolitically and within our own country, they're going to be making moves and nobody's going to notice because there's huge distractions. We talk about that in the guide. We talk about how Iran did that with Iraq. You know, here we are in Iraq fighting the hell out of everybody in the streets. Meanwhile, Iran's laughing at us, taking over the government. They take over the government and then, and then politely say, hey, can you please get the fuck out now? That's, so exactly, it's, that's it's, exactly what happened. You that's know, exactly what happened. Hey, and so the poli the political warfare is where the real game was. It wasn't in the street fucking, it wasn't in the street kicking doors and fucking punching targets. The real game was in the political warfare. Yeah, but it was so, Saddam, much, it was so uh, much fun, Iran, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying it wasn't a good time, but uh, but but I mean, right now Iran owns Iraq; they own it, right? Okay, and Iraq and Iran—I mean, they fought each other on that border for how long? Threw everything at each other, almost decimated the military-age males of both countries, and it was a stalemate. We go in, we we punch Saddam's ticket, and next thing you know, Iran just literally walks in, takes over the government, and it's that way today. It's that way today. Yeah, you you uh, you mentioned something and a couple things: reliability networks, and then you talked about Iraq. And I remember Iraq, and one of the things um, that you have to keep in mind is you remember how how quick it got tribal. Uh, oh yeah. You know, I mean, everyone was kind of like, okay, I'm going to get out of this neighborhood because this is not where I need to be hanging out, and I'm going to go over here with these people that are kind of like minded. And you know, as much as we don't, you know, like to um, admit it. You're really going to, in order to have a successful reliability network within the, the type of distance that you're talking about, you're really going to have to try to seek out like-minded people, uh, your clan, your tribe, people that you can depend on uh, that share your uh, love of freedom, if you will, and uh, and, yeah. then go, and then kind of go from there. I mean, some people might have to start thinking about where they're at geographically. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, when we talk about the, the path to destruction, I forgot what chapter it's in. I think it's in second. Let me look real quick. Um, when we talk about the, the, the specific, there it is. It's uh, how to make people kill people. Mm. You know, I think that is a huge, this chapter three um, uh, starts at three dash, less than three And it starts with polarization, then it's tribalization, dehumanization, and then right. killing. You know, and and yeah, there is. Look at look around right now. How much polarization do you see? It's 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 intense. And from that polarization comes tribalization. How many people do you know right now that have, you know, I I don't like my job anymore. You know, these damn liberals or these these racists or what. And so people have moved their jobs. They've taken different jobs because of some polarizing political topic that has nothing to do with their job. It's the people who are there. How many people have moved from one city to another, from one county, to, from one state to another, so they can be around more people who they think are like them? You know, I mean, there's huge exoduses from one state to another into another state. I mean, we are tribalizing. As a country right now, we are tribalizing. That's and true. it doesn't no lead to a good place. It does not lead to a good place. Yeah, that's fantastic. My friend... Uh, I mean, there's so many places we can go with this book, uh, but you know, guys listening, you just need to get your own copy. In fact, you know, we got ours. Yeah. Every freedom loving citizen uh, around the world needs to have one of these copies, let alone, uh, American citizens. So, uh, Boone, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, I know this book is uh, an enormous wake up call. It's timely. It, I'm glad you wrote it. Uh, and uh, I'm, I know I'm going to learn uh, a lot from it, and I'm going to turn to it a lot in the days ahead. Looking forward to that uh, second session coming out. Uh, we're all going to have bated breath until it happens. So thank you, my friend. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you both, and uh, thanks for thanks for having me on. And I'll make it out to your neck of the woods sooner and later. We'll go we'll go grab a drink and talk some bullshit and have some good times. Absolutely, definitely awesome. get those take you up on those beers you promised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always come through. I always come through. All right, Thank boom. you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, boys. You have we a great you day. Thanks for having me on the show. Happy to come back Lander anytime. Because... If you enjoy our unique content, please consider supporting our sponsors. Soft News, providing special operations news from around the world. It's where Paul and I go to keep abreast of what's going on within the soft community. Check them out at soft.news.
news. Blacksmith Publishing, been serving the warrior class since 2013. They have great titles written for warriors, by warriors. If you're looking for excellent reference material or just want to unwind with a great novel, be sure to check out the bookstore located at blacksmithpublishing.com. And if you're looking for some cool Pinelander apparel, head on over to the General Store located at pinelandergeneralstore.com. That's all one word, pinelandergeneralstore.com. Have a great selection of shirts, hats, jackets, sweaters, stickers, patches, artwork, and a whole lot more. Check out the store at pinelandergeneralstore.com. If you're interested in helping develop our country's next generation of warriors, uh, please consider donating to the American Agogi Project. The mission of the project is to foster an environment producing able-bodied citizen warrior men of fine character. And we'll be officially launching the project in 2023 in celebration of uh, Blacksmith Publishing's 10th anniversary. Until our next meeting, stay mentally and tactically smart, physically and spiritually strong, and socially astute. To each other, we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. May God continue to bless Pineland.